Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Mainstream Boys. Yes, with a Z. I'm your host Jonathan, joined by none other than our co-host Spencer to review the new release films of the week. On this edition of Mainstream Boys, the Crown's Vanessa Kirby plays a new mother that experiences one of the worst tragedies imaginable. Go along for the ride with us as we break down her incredible performance and the heartbreaking aftermath following the loss of a newborn child. We might even have a special guest to stir things up a bit, so stick around. I'm going to start calling her James Corden, but just because he was in Cats and she's a cat. But she won't get the reference, only I'll get the reference because she's a cat. She doesn't get sarcasm. I never even watched that movie. I didn't either, but I figured we'd talk about James Corden. Huh. Well, that was for the episode of The Prom, and uh, I don't think he's coming out with any more movies anytime soon. So that was know, kind of our chance Peter to Peter Rabbit about. 3. Peter Rabbit 3. Don't, don't they have to make a 2 before they make a Peter Rabbit 3? They made a two. Have, didn't they make a two? I don't know. I haven't Dude, kept up with this franchise. They definitely made a Peter seen Rabbit the first two. One. <laughs> you got to keep up with it. Yeah, Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, 2020, oh, 2021. Well, there's a second one coming oh, out. this year. All right, well. April 2nd. Then you can get your James Corden fix. The, uh, the poster is Peter Rabbit wearing like a jean jacket, and he's in the back of a pickup truck that's just fucking piled with carrots, and then he's holding a carrot on his shoulders like this. <laughs> yeah i'll never forget like reaching out to you and being like hey i need some help with this project that i'm producing and you're like yeah 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 well i, I i'm actually it's double figure tuesday i, I, I gotta Sorry. watch peter rabbit and i'm like oh i don't remember what the uh, second okay. movie was but peter rabbit was definitely priority <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> but peter I, rabbit, I tried to yeah. tell you i'm like just give me some more notice because like i'm going yeah, to i know peter i know rabbit. it was it was on my okay. fault it was it was my fault i should have given you a little Entirely, bit more yeah. of a heads up but i yeah, yep yeah You've Corbett's. done it to me before. Corbett's? Corbett's. <laughs> we are here on Mainstream Boys. Spencer, just, yet yeah. again. You and I. Oh. Yep. Just just me and you. And uh, Nate. Is Nate here? <laughs> Do you think he's going to be here? <laughs> Introducing the one and only Nathan Cram with his first appearance on Mainstream Boys. going on here what the oh, fuck nathan invasion what the, wait whoa whoa, whoa 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 what the, <laughs> was that just perfect timing what the fuck just happened Why i don't nate know here? all of a sudden he just popped up <laughs> nathan you said nathan you say his name twice he pops up you surprised you johnny boy on me? am i am i am i tripping on acid right now what's going on not quite what not are you quite doing? i'm not like this is this is not me trying to act right now. I don't know how Nathan's here right now. This is scaring me. Hi, Nate. Okay, so Nate, you're telling me you decided after 22 weeks of mainstream boys that you wanted to join for the film that a child dies and there's marital problems that arise? Because that seems to be the case. <laughs> you have to. You just have to bring that up immediately. Like, well, we don't I mean, even we're going to be talking about yet. like that's not important. I, the matter of the fact is, I'm here. Nate, I can't believe you're here. What's going on? Oh, you know, same old shit. Here to talk about some movies. I, it feels good because I'm going to be really lackadaisical and I might, like, that's I might be intrusive, but, like, that's why I'm here. All right. <laughs> well, I went along for Collector's Corner, so I'm shit. I guess oh, we're, oh, fuck, we're all doing it. I told myself I was not going to join this thing 
until the movie. It had to be the right movie. And uh, this was the right movie. So continue, boys. I will uh, sit back and uh, wait for nature to take its course. Um, But anyways, guys, welcome back to Mainstream Boys with special guest Nate. I'm not going to call him a Mainstream Boy yet. But maybe after a couple That's more okay. episodes where he appears. I, I, I don't want that badge on my clothing. <laughs> One this more question. Is... Have you ever listened to an episode of Mainstream Boys? I once listened to you talk about what the episode was going to be about. <laughs> but no, so uh, to be honest. Yeah, you would... so no. Okay, well, this is going to be all new to you. But uh, this is the show where Spencer and I and special guest Nate this week are going to get together. Talk about the uh, new release films of the week. And we grab a big bucket of popcorn, maybe some Sunny D, like a big jug of Sunny D, with a side of, with a side of nachos with with extra cheese. But they charge you fucking extra well, for that yeah, cheese. Yeah. Is this is this like the mechanical cheese that comes out in the pouch that like is like slightly warmed yeah. up? Yeah. You press, you hold on a button, and it just like it's just. You liquid, mean searing hot? Because that is hot as fuck. I wouldn't. Even, I would. I refuse to refill that thing because it was so goddamn hot. But yes, okay. that's I just what I'm remember opening about. up that container and seeing the big pouch of liquid cheese in there, and seeing that's what the food was, and I'm like, "Oh God, I feel sick already!" <laughs> like it's, <ooh. laughs> dude. I just remember when Dennis taught me how to stack the chips in the tray. Oh yeah, in a way <laughs> that, that to like method. make sure you had all the round chips and yeah. some folded ones too. Those are good ones, the folded chips. You had to hand select um, ones and discard the the chi- the cracked ones. Yep, yes. of course. It was like a full 45-minute process to fill one nacho tray. We grab all that shit, sit down on the couch, take your pants up, open up the recliner, watch Bella Thorne movies, and uh, yeah, that's that's Mainstream Boy. Here we are. This week we did cover one film, which is does not star Bella Thorne, but it is Pieces of a Woman on Netflix. I wanted to stay at home. She sounds really good. I wanted the baby to decide when she wanted to come. My daughter came into this world. For the time that she did. This is Pieces of a Woman with Vanessa Kirby, Shia LaBeouf. It is rated R, a two-hour and eight-minute runtime on Netflix, 7.1 on IMDb, a 76 critical rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and Martha and Sean are a Boston couple on the verge of parenthood whose lives change irrevocably when a home birth ends in unimaginable tragedy. Thus begins a year-long odyssey for Martha, who must navigate her grief while working through fractious relationships with her husband and her domineering mother, along with a publicly vilified midwife whom she must face in court. A deeply personal, searing, and ultimately transcendent fuck story of a woman learning to live alongside her loss there we go oh like the movie with johnny depp yes yeah but not transcendent this movie was good it's a terrible movie i actually read through this before and i struggled i'm like i'll get it i'll get it i didn't get it yeah directed by cornell mundrvizaga sure okay well you tried he's listening i'm sorry Yeah, so far we're we're two strikes, and I'm about to strike out here. Remember, Nate? Previous works, White God from 2014, which I read up on that, and it's about a dog running away, and like it's really sad. The poster is a bunch of like dead dogs. 
surrounding no, some little it's about girl. Like a, it's about like a dog army. It's about like dogs that like rebel or something. I don't know. I honestly don't know much about it. I just heard that it was pretty cool. So I maybe to it check takes it place in the universe and Family Guy where dogs are like taking over and humans are like the domesticated animals. That'd Bro, be the multiverse. I love that episode. I, could, I actually oh that's such a good episode. Is yeah. it that one? I think so. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. No, that it, yeah definitely is that one. But anyways, yeah, this was this is quite the movie. The opening title appears after 30 minutes and 48 seconds. So the opening scene of this movie is over 30 minutes long, which is pretty insane considering the subject matter that we're experiencing as well. But I did notice a cut. Did you guys? Uh, there was there was a point where I was thinking there had to have been a cut somewhere. So I recognized that there was one. I just couldn't place it like i didn't know where it happened I, to be honest i was yeah. too like sucked into like what was going on to even notice like exactly. i knew that like, it i was didn't even a care. long take but i didn't know that it was literally 30 minutes and 40 seconds until afterwards and i saw like how long it really was and that's the thing it's like we've seen birdman we've seen those movies with long takes and stuff and how they can mask them and hide them and you can you can look for them if you really try to but for me i was just too engrossed with the story to really like figure out what was going on maybe in the if I ever watch this again, which I probably won't, uh, I would oh, pay more God. attention to trying to find the cuts and stuff and seeing all of it. You'd never watch this again? I don't this know. This is like <laughs> Nate's favorite genre, child death and failed marriages. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the cut is there. It's it's after she gets in the bathtub, the midwife walks by the camera and it kind of blends her clothing with the wall and then it cuts to the living room. Still very well blended together. It's kind of similar to Birdman when they just walk through a dark doorway. I mean, that scene was insanely impressive. Stars Vanessa Kirby from The Crown, Hobbs and Shaw, Mission Impossible 6, Shia LaBeouf from The Peanut Butter Falcon, and Ellen Burstyn, Requiem for a Dream. So we got a kind of an all-star cast there, Spencer, don't we? Spencer nodded. Okay. Yeah, we're going to get into the film. Uh, Cincinnati, you're you're finally making your first appearance on Mainstream Boy for such a depressing film. I'm going to let you go ahead and give us kind of your initial take on this uh, child death film. Okay. Well, that was a very harsh way of uh, transitioning to me, but I'll take it. I knew nothing about it. Nothing about it. I just heard it was this movie. It had Shia LaBeouf in it, and it was on Netflix. That was the basis that I went into this movie with. I could do a whole podcast just on the 30-minute scene, that 30-minute opening part, because it was just mind-blowing. I was like, this is movie-making. Like, if that movie just continued on straightforward, like, in that similar shooting style, that would have been, like, a masterpiece. This movie was breathtaking to me. I was so blown away by it. Is this movie, is it up for award contention? Or is this like, like, is this trying? It should be, but it wouldn't surprise me if it got nothing. I wouldn't be surprised if it got completely snubbed as well, but. Vanessa Kirby is going to get nominated for Best Lead Actress. And, you know, honestly, she could win. She better win it because that's amazing. Could easily win this because she is phenomenal. And it's like, yeah, you've seen her in Hobbs and Shaw. You've seen her in the Mission Impossible movies. She proves that she can do action and she can. Uh, you know, act opposite like these big wigs like uh, Dwayne Johnson and Tom Cruise and, that, and those kind of stars. But yet, you take in this like contained movie about this woman that's going through this tragedy and like her life is just falling apart, and she's just showing it so like perfectly. And it's insane how much emotion she just shows in this in her performance. Uh, in that thirty minute scene, and I I guess yeah, like it took two days and six takes to do it can't imagine like the rehearsal period 
that's I nothing. Mean, that, but, I mean, that's 30 I mean. minutes each take. And, like, that's, I mean, a, to go through that performance six times, and, like, who knows if I, you had to do it, like, you know, multiple times in one day. It's just so impressive, and it's something that's, like, you really don't see done a lot. It has been done, like, here and there, but, like, it's just so impressive. And I think she, we haven't really seen – I mean, she's been in The Crown. I haven't watched The Crown, but I guess she gives a really good performance in that. But, like, this is the first time I've seen her in this type of role where it's, like, she's 100% deserves to win the Oscar for Best Actress, I think. Yeah, I hope this gets the word of mouth. I hope it kind of just gets the, the awards push that it needs because, I mean, her performance is – is groundbreaking in that scene which especially is amazing the fact that they're able to choreograph a birth scene like that and basically her going from basically being somewhat normal being a little bit worried about having contractions and stuff to having this full-on just straight-on birth scene which is something that makes me insanely uncomfortable in films that always makes my stomach turn just like cannibalism and that type of thing and i can't imagine real life <laughs> I was it's almost under worse my blanket at times. Like I literally was I had to like put my blanket like pull it like almost over my head at one scene. I was just like, oh my fucking god, yeah. this is so uncomfortable to watch. It's just like ugh. I struggled. Nate, I do you share that? Because I birth scares the fucking shit it out do, of me. It's just it was just hard to watch <laughs> the pain. I was just like, oh my god, like what they were going through. Especially at home. Home birth scares me even worse. I was too sucked into the story. I, I felt like I was in that room watching this woman give birth, and it, it was incredible. That's the best way I can describe it. It was just, it, it almost felt like they plucked people, like a pregnant woman and her husband, out of just like a crowd, and just they recorded them and just saw how it all played out. And like, holy cow, the the noises she makes like she was not afraid to be ugly she's like half puking the entire she's like oh i'm gonna throw up like oh yeah she's dry heaving yeah 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 yeah. the one thing i'll say like shia labeouf was kind of shia labeouf but holy crap he goes from like child actor he goes through this phase where he's just kind of out of out in his own world and now he's hitting the nail on the head every single role he does so that i've seen granted it's not a lot if if you didn't know who like what he looked like he'd be unrecognizable suppose his father character so and he just he seems to take it so seriously just with every role that he does like the whole how he helped the the his wife felt so natural they had that kind of chemistry in the way they talked to each other yeah, and I think it when it comes to movies where just marriages fall apart, this one kind of has to be at the top for me, just just because of the realism of it. And with a scenario like this, where you lose your kid in such a traumatic way, I mean, it was just portrayed so well. Like I could see Vanessa Kirby's character, like a, a a mother, just acting in this way completely, just completely subjecting herself to being depressed and pushing everybody away, including her mother. Who, God, that character just pissed me off ellen burston but i mean she, she was amazing she like is it's one of those once again like one of those like the camera just lingers a lot in in this movie on scenes where like you would expect to cut to kind of get some release but it's like no we're gonna keep rolling on this performance and make you feel like the emotion that the characters are going through and that's what i think is i gotta commend the movie the most is like i was feeling like strong emotions during this movie as in like holy shit, this is intense, like, this is crazy, and it has to do with just the performances all around being amazing. Like, I don't know how this doesn't win, like, 
a SAG for like best ensemble for the uh, cast or something. Um, I don't know if it will have the longevity to get like a best picture. I was surprised that Netflix picked this up because it's it's a it very like dark kind of yeah. It's it a very like more of an HBO, but HBO, sure, yeah, maybe HBO, sort of IFC Films or something like yeah. that or Disney Plus. <laughs> Disney yeah. Plus. Disney Plus <laughs> Jesus Christ! You have to pay twenty four ninety nine to rent it. Yeah, not Jesus. even this one's just free for da- like Quibi. your first like yearly subscription. You get yeah. pieces Jesus of a woman Christ. that doesn't I, I belong to us. Enjoy. <laughs> I I will say uh, one of my starts on this movie though um, is that it starts off so strong with like those like I mean with this movie the camera does very very much just floats throughout and you are like a fly on the wall with the characters and then you have that amazing 30 minute take the birth scene uh and then the title sequence pops up and like when that title sequence pops mm-hmm. up like the the emotion that you're feeling at that scene it's like holy shit like okay i'm hooked like i've i'm i'm here for it like let's go after you that forget. it does i feel like i don't know something about it was a little flat it didn't necessarily like match how much i was really feeling the first you know 40 minutes of the movie because the the movie is like two hours and eight minutes it's a little long um and it it does really go into the just like this person just falling apart and just seeing her life like uh go downhill it's hard to watch but i will say like the performances held it together and the camera work i think is something to really commend the cinematography is really good there was a scene that was like being shot like with a reflection of like a painting like in a room and like she was just like in the background, like in the reflection of the painting, but the camera like was oh, focused, yeah. it was framed just on like a uh, a pic. I'm sorry, it was a picture frame, not a painting. But like just like the reflection of the glass of that was like that's what Vanessa Kirby was doing in the background, and just the framing of it, it was so weird and different, and I it was something that was interesting to see, and um, I they, did like that a lot. They conveyed emotion so well. The scene you're talking about, I think, is when uh, Shia's talking to like her sister's husband and they're just like shooting the shit about random crap in the living probably, room. Probably. Yeah. Exactly. And then yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah it, it's just a way to, the way that they shot it, you could just feel the energy building up and the tension building up in that scene that eventually led to the one we're talking about, which in the dining room between uh, Martha and her mother, where it just goes crazy. Yeah. I feel like that could be the, honestly the Oscar reel for both of them is that scene specifically. Cause you're not going to, you're not going to show the birth scene. But like you said, what you just said with uh, how that scene just like the initial 30 minute scene just seemed like I feel like that might have been a better climax of the film. But instead, they start off with that. And then you just kind of go down this dark, depressing road of dealing with the aftermath. But I maybe you do a different movie where it, 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 it has like the good relationship leading up to that. And then they have this awful tragedy. I don't know. I I still think could it you works, imagine though. that I, one take and then just that being a short film that would win could, the Oscar yeah, for best live action short yeah, like absolutely. just like holy tear my fuck. heart in two yeah literally because like, like imagine that horrifying. ending and then pieces of a woman and then like the credits it's like yeah oh that would God. piss me off like, I would totally be so like been. I would be shaking I would be like are you kidding like that's give one me that you would that always for remember. two more hours like I would yeah. have taken that thirty minute scene and I could have watched that continuously go for hours like it did feel a little flat after that but i think it's just due to the how amazing that first part was you just get that and you're on such a high even though it's off of a tragedy you're emotionally like super stimulated because of it and then you kind of get the aftermath so it kind of makes you feel like 
kind of drab, almost like how the characters are feeling. And you're seeing everything just kind of break apart. It was very dark and it had that uh, birth scene and it has a lot of tough subject matter. But there was also so much heart, I think. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but you see this, how much this family actually cares. And you see it with the mother's monologue and what she had to do and what she was trying to teach them to do. So not only it like and it was very heavy like the subject matter for some people might be really disturbing but it was done in a thoughtful way i think seeing this family it's a tough movie and like that's why i'm kind of surprised because it premiered at uh toronto the virtual toronto that just happened uh this past fall and uh netflix picked it up i think for like 10 million dollars and i think it's gonna go the long distance and i really do think she's gonna get nominated and it's probably the top choice for winning best actress um it's either her or Frances mcdormand for nomadland to be honest um in my opinion it's very accessible uh but it's just like it's a there should be like a disclaimer like it's very disturbing it's, it's a hard movie to sit and watch but i do think if you can do it it's very much worth it and if you are if you appreciate like filmmaking it's very very cool tech technical wise cinematography wise it's very very interesting it's it's not just an, an insanely sad and well-told story like you said that the filmmaking is really impressive and i didn't even realize that it was one take until i kind of kind of clicked and i was like like probably like 15 minutes in i'm like wait a second this is incredible like i i really didn't even realize it because i was so engrossed with that scene it's so nate um after that long conversation what do you think you would give this film overall this film was exactly what I needed. That it just worked. This movie just had the performances. It had an awesome score, which made it almost dreamlike in the way like that the aftermath was flowing. Just seeing Martha's character and what she was doing and how she was looked at afterwards. And uh, this movie was phenomenal. So if if this is considered a 2020 film, pieces of a woman is my favorite film of 2020 five out of five well welcome to mainstream boy boy. yeah (laughs) i would 100 percent agree with you what uh, you're saying just that opening scene just up until like that title sequence i was really into the movie and i was feeling emotion i hadn't felt in a movie in so long like i was just like holy shit i was into it and that has to do with the performances the directing, um, I think the director could get an Oscar nomination as well. But it's after that, it, I feel like it does it does drag just a, a little bit for me. It was a little bit like, all right, I, it, let's kind of get going a little bit. For but overall, I still commend it. I think it's a great movie. Uh, it's hard to watch, but if you can do it, it's worth it. Four out of five for me. It's a great movie, and it's I think it's in there for my uh, top movies of the year. I think when it comes to this movie, it's one of those movies that kind of hits on not all cylinders but when it comes to performance telling a good story and from a filmmaking aspect it's it was just incredibly well done um that opening scene is is a as a feat in filmmaking just because of the subject matter that they're portraying i think it's 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 more than just choreographing like a dance number or just like people walking through different rooms and having conversations like there's a legitimate emotional scene happening here that I mean, a lot of people have experienced giving childbirth. We never will. 
maybe we'll be there for it. I don't think I could possibly be in the room without vacating everything in my fucking stomach. But yeah, I think overall the film just really surprised me because I'm looking at this as like a 2021 film. So it's a 2020 film in Oscar contention, very much uh, could win Best Actress. So it's really good. Don't know if I could watch it again, but it's a four out of four and a half out of five for me. Very, very solid movie. I think it deserves it. I wasn't as turned off by the uh, the stuff Spencer's mentioning, um, but I can kind of see where he's coming from. So, very good movie. Anyway, yeah, that is the only film we're watching on Mainstream Boys this week featuring Nate. Um, but next week, we are featuring women again <laughs> in a movie called Peter Rabbit 2. I mean, uh, Promising Young Woman. I kind of want to watch this. Peter Carrie Rabbit Mulligan, 2? another... Uh... This actress one. that is in contention for best actress. Uh, she's really good in this movie. Uh, I can't wait to watch it again and rent it on VOD when it comes out this Friday, January fifteenth. Very excited Holy to check shit. it out again because I did get to. Bo Burnham's in this. Bo Burnham's Allison in it. Um, got some other uh, actors as well. It's dark. It's funny. It's weird. It just kind of reminded me of like a female version of the Joker. It, it's just. I don't know. It's I'm kind of kidding. Wow. I'm I'm joking, but it's uh yeah, it's it's interesting. Not only that, but we also have news of the world with Tom Hanks, Paul Greengrass film. All I know is Paul Greengrass looks like he drives a school bus and tries to sell ice cream to children. That's a very yeah. disrespectful thing to say. He could be listening right now. <laughs> but United ninety three is an hey, amazing. He's a great film, director. So Captain Phillips. It's a great movie. Well, that's it for Mainstream Boys. Uh, I implore you guys to check out our other shows. We just had a new show, Collector's Corner. Collector's Corner, thank you. Coming out Wednesday, yes. Where we talk about physical media in our own collections. Yeah, very, it gets very physical. Very okay, physical. Okay, don't say it like sense. that. Please um, don't, because then we'll get like, a media. bunch of requests from like off like instagram pages that we might not want no it it, it just it just has to do with like because you know when we go get a blu-ray we take the plastic we <laughs> sniff it like that <laughs> we take it in like fucking cocaine like, they're not wrong and then we do <laughs> yeah he's not wrong and then we we've ri- like and you know spencer well, we can't you would take your anymore. keys and you would you would perforate the plastic like a fucking asshole to my King we don't Kong want that. comic book steel book. Wait, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> I've never. Done yeah, especially this. a steel book. You don't fuck with steel books, man. Especially taking a plastic. That's off. how God you open it. it up. Yeah, you can just take your key, and open up, right in, like the. Not when you're told it, not to open it. <laughs> you fucking oh, bastard! Yeah. 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 Anyways, doctors. if any of you guys know <laughs> what we're talking about, I, please comment because I hope I'm not the only person that's experienced this. But John, remember you said yeah. it earlier. No one's listening. Oh, yeah, no one's listening. Great. Check out the Those Movie Dudes podcast. Comes out every Saturday, I think. Every other Saturday. Friday. But, yeah, let's try it. But, yeah, there'll be one oh, yeah. uh, this coming week. If you're listening to this episode this week, yet, yeah, there's one coming out uh, this week. Working Girl, The Monster, and Sleeping with the Enemy. <clears throat> Two weeks in a row with the Zoe Kazan film, everybody. Thanks for listening. This is Mainstream Boys. I am Mainstream Boy. Old Ducky and Nate John. We'll see you next week. Toodles. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mainstream Boys. Stay up to date with everything Those Movie Dudes by checking out our Instagram feed. We have plenty of content on there to keep you entertained. And if you want to do something extra special for us, make sure to tell a friend about the show. Who knows? Maybe they won't mind listening to a bunch of uncultured white dudes from Maine talk about movies. Stay safe, everyone. And as always, wash those fucking hands.